Welcome to Faithfully Unapologetic. I'm Kelly Jean Pittman, and this is my amazing daughter, Jaina Pittman. We are a mom and teen duo, and our mission is to empower others in faith to help them break free from the stress of everyday life. By sharing our experience, we hope to inspire you to find joy, peace, and connection in the craziness of the world around us. Every other week, we'll share the secrets of a resilient heart, and you'll learn how to nurture a strong mind, body, and soul while taking advantage of the divine power of prayer. We're so excited to share this space with all the beautiful souls who are listening today. Welcome. Thank you for joining us today. This is our very, very, very first podcast. We are we're so excited that you guys have joined us today. We are just so excited. We are. And thank you so much. I want to thank you for joining us, all you beautiful souls out there listening. We know that everybody's got really busy schedules, and so it's an honor to share this time with you and to talk about faith and talk about kind of how it is a powerhouse in our life and has changed us and talk about how the world's kind of taking kind of crazy it's been kind of crazy the last year i'm not gonna lie for sure (laughs) a little bit of overwhelm a little bit of anxiety a little bit of stress mixed in with all our other usual life happenings and it can get kind of difficult to manage but one of the things that we have found that has really helped us to survive not only survive but thrive in the struggles that we have endured is our faith, our faith in God and our faith in Jesus. Yes. So the first thing that we want to discuss today is what is faith? Because it's kind of a big word and it uh, might mean different things to different people. It can get hard to define because you can have faith in people, you can have faith in God, you can have faith in things. And for us, ultimately, what has brought us the most joy and uh, reward is trusting God and having faith in God that he will lead us on the path that is best for us right and it's kind of a faith is kind of 110 percent if not more it's not just a little bit of faith but in order to help us kind of understand it and talk about it I looked up some definitions on good old Mr. Google and so I looked up dictionary.com and one of the definitions it had for faith that I thought resonated with us is confidence or trust in a person or thing. What do you think? I mean, for me, I think it's good, but it's not great. I don't think it totally encapsulates everything that faith is. It's very simple. Yes, like good, like you have trust and confidence in someone or something, but like you were saying before, you have to give your everything, your your 10%. And one verse from the Bible that I found that really supports what I was saying is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Please share it. (laughs) I will. All right. And it reads, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. All your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Wow. Now that adds a punch. I mean, that's what I'm looking for. It's like, look at that. It says, lean not on your own understanding, our own understanding, my own, and I'll talk for myself, I guess. I'll stay in my circle and talk about myself. But my understanding of life is such from such a limited perspective that the joys 
and the great gifts I guess I've received in life, most of them, I, there's no way that I could have envisioned them that were God-given um, lots of times through some pretty big trials. Yeah, I mean, like, for this, it's just, it's it's a really, really great verse because it, it is. It, I feel like it takes faith and it really, truly defines it, like, you know boom here's faith and like you were saying how you know we as humans we have such a small understanding of the world around us i think <laughs> there's so so much like beyond our comprehension that it'd be if we could understand it i think it would just blow our minds Right. And so God is telling us not to rely on our own understanding. So let's take that gift and not have to, let's get out of our head that cycles around and around kind of on the same mantras and on the same small, simple things that we kind of torture ourselves with. And so I did look further and I did go on to Wikipedia, good old Wikipedia. And the definition that they gave, which as I'm looking at it now, is exactly the same as dictionary.com gave it says look at that confidence or trust in a person thing or concept but it's still lacking that wall factor yeah that powerful powerful presence of a true faith in god a true faith in a higher power but they did add on another little paragraph underneath that and so i'll read that because they added on a paragraph that pertains to religion or a religious belief And so it says, in context of religion, faith is a belief in God or in the doctrines or teachings of religion. Religious people often think of faith as confidence based on a perceived degree of warrant, while others who are more skeptical of religion tend to think of faith as simply a belief without evidence. Almost like it's pretend, I guess, when I Mm -hmm. talk to faith in some people that are unbelievers. It's kind of like, it's it's good for you, and I'm glad that you feel happy or better because of it, but it's not for me. Yeah, and, like, what, you know, disheartens me about that is, like, you know, God loves everyone. God, you know, gave us this gift. Um, obviously, he also gave us free will, which we won't go into that now, but he, faith is for everyone. I mean, like I was saying, you got have faith in everything, so a lot of people have faith in different things, but, you know, ultimately, faith for God is for everyone. It is for everyone. It's available for everyone. So actually, everybody gets to choose whether they believe or not. And some people don't think they can, but that choice is really theirs. And when people say they are skeptical and they don't believe, and some people say that, like, Jesus is fake, like he's pretend, like he didn't exist. But actually, if you go back and you look at ancient writings, there are more, I think, ancient writings on Jesus's Jesus's life here on earth than any other ancient script written. Did you know that there are 5,000 ancient writings in Greek that talk about Jesus and his life? And did you know that there are 10,000 Latin ancient writings? And did you know that there are 9,300 other ancient scripts that have been written about Jesus and his existence and life on earth? Wow, that's a lot. 
that's a lot. I mean, it just blew my yeah. mind. I attended an alpha class. Um, actually, I'm going through it a second time. And one of the first things that discussed really is Jesus really did exist, and yeah. his life is very well documented, and that uh, people try to say that, people may try to say that he didn't exist or he's pretend, but we have so many different ancient scripts that document his life here on earth that he is it's absolutely factual. So, yeah, I mean, it's actually, like, accepted by a lot of scientists, even if they don't have uh, a religious background or faith or whatever. It's widely accepted that Jesus was a real person. Right. So whether or not, I guess, the question comes if you believe that he is the Son of God. Yeah. And, like, you know, it's if you don't believe that Jesus was a person, it's, like, not believing that george washington is a person or like was a person so it you know because of the documentation and the yeah. factual information that we have about it in our us a historical context basically yeah and so i actually have a bible verse that i like that's pulled out that talks about faith and this is from hebrews eleven six, and it says and without faith it is impossible to please god because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So I like this because I think it defines faith again and that you must have this belief that God exists. You must believe in him wholeheartedly. It has to be 110%. And honestly, in my experience, my faith didn't become real until I actually gave my whole heart to God. I actually cried out for him to help me. And we'll talk about that in a little bit about our experiences with faith and kind of when faith became more real for us and what that circumstance was. But um, what do you think? Yeah, I mean like that bible verse is just actually really quite interesting just it defines faith really well he wants us to love him and be like him i mean i pray every single day that i become more christ-like you know jesus came on this earth to serve us which is literally wild because he's the son of god we should be serving him um, and he that's served crazy. his disciples and he served um and that's that's what i mean by christ-like yeah and that that is a, a beautiful strive um to be i you know i want to share the love of christ like jesus did as well and that's what i want to do so that so that faithful part is not it doesn't really include lip service a lot of people including myself again i guess i can what we talk about when we're in groups is we keep the circle to ourselves and talk about our own thoughts. For me, it's, it was, I guess, a little, the first part of my life maybe was more lip service to God and Jesus. Yeah. Like I was saying the right things. Like growing up, we went to church every weekend and I prayed and I believed in it. God, but I didn't really necessarily, I felt the power of God from time to time in my life, but not on a daily basis. That's where it can get kind of hard. And I didn't really have a personal intimate relationship with him where my faith became a priority until I experienced some major life crisis. And I, I really 
had to submit my whole self to him. So it wasn't 95%. It was really, God, this is it. I kind of give up. <laughs> Come to me, show me, help me. I'll do whatever you say is how um, faith became the real center of my life. And I saw God uh, truly in, work in your life, work in my life, yeah. really on a regular basis compared to what it was before when it was more lip service. I kind of went and did my own thing, but I would say I believed in him. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the same thing for me. I always felt like we went to church and we talked about God, um, but consciously, I don't think I was really aiming to have a relationship with God until you know, life's, you know, happens and it life kicks you in the head and knocks yeah. you down and you can barely think straight. So Yeah. And in in that moment, in that time you need you need God. You can well, you know, some people run away from God and some people run to him. Uh, right. And ultimately both of us ran to him. Yes. And continue to. Yes. Um, because again, he provides a peace in this world unlike any other peace I have had. Yeah. Even in the most trying of times to be able to have this peace. It's a God thing because it couldn't happen any other way. No, it really couldn't. I mean, like, you can... That's why, that's the whole thing in life. People are trying to find something that will satisfy them, whether it's mm -hmm. relationships, um, drugs, alcohol, people. Right. It's just not fulfilling until I think those well not drugs or alcohol but relationships are very meaningful when you are able to you know have a relationship with God because he loves you so much where you can comprehend okay this kind of love so let me love other people that way right if you can love and if you have that self-love I think self-love is really hard unless you believe in God because then that self-love can kind of melt away all your imperfections and it doesn't matter because God is really at the core of who you are. He loves you unconditionally. So none of us are perfect. We're our own worst enemy. We beat ourselves up. I think we terrorize ourselves with our own inner thoughts. Um, so coming to that self-love is really difficult but believing in God has really helped me to um, accept that I'm not perfect oh, as hard as that is to say yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, well, I'm, no, for I'm, someone who's a perfectionist I can totally relate <laughs> okay yes I know I'm not perfect but for some reason I've spent a large part of my life trying to be perfect I realize I guess when I was younger I went to thought of it that way but now that I have a bigger picture of things I see that this drive for perfectionism was really a self-doubt and really in a lack of or inconsistency of self-love within myself yeah so did you have another verse you wanted to share yeah I mean I feel on this one just like faith? really really sums it up this is Matthew Matthew no what this is Hebrews 11, 1, um, and it says, Faith is being sure of what I hope for and certain of what I do not see. Um, 
And I wow. think you hear, like, you know, the phrase blind faith. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't necessarily think faith is blind. No. In fact, um, faith is not blind at all. It's blind in the sense that you don't know where God is going to take you. Mm-hmm. Um, but not blind in the sense that you know that your direction is with God and, and that's God where is the, good. That's where the trust comes in. Right. Yes. yes. It's like a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a puzzle piece. Yes, you have to kind of have these things in, in place in order to have faith. You have to have trust. Trust in God. Trust in a higher power. Trust in good. Trust in love. Trust in that no matter what the circumstance is, even if it looks like the world is ending, that something good can come of it. Been there, done that. can tell you if you have faith in God, like, it's gonna, it's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna turn out amazing. Um, right. So it really, um, faith in God can change your perception of, of reality. So it can change your reality. And I know this last year has been really difficult. Um, I'm sure, pretty sure I'm not speaking for myself, having talked to friends and coworkers and neighbors with COVID and the shutdown and the fear and the loss of jobs, the anxiety, the insecurity, uh, even, losing faith maybe in the government, not liking who is in charge of making the decisions, whether no matter what side you're on, uh, people are very fearful. I mean, when you run out of food and some of the basics of life, which we actually didn't really run out of, but we have yeah, a we shortage of. Yeah, we have like 20 of. pounds of meat in our freezer right now. <laughs> no, not just meat, it's specifically beef. Uh, no, hamburger. You got a problem with hamburger? No. Oh. I just, I, I just, it's... <laughs> I love my beef. Hey, um, anyways, so yeah, it, it can be really trying to have faith and believe that all this is going to come out and good. But let me tell you, despite all the fear, it, it took a bit for me to get my mind focused back on God in light of the situation before us with COVID um, we had some crises with our dog and with my mom, um, serious things where the puppy who was only a couple months old uh, had a burst cornea and was losing his vision. And my mom had a life-threatening heart problem and she was telling me her goodbyes in the hospital. Um, but I have... I did not know this. Well, I, uh, I knew that, like, well, the dog and the... And we could barely couldn't meet her, be with her in the hospital because of COVID. And so she had never been apart from my dad. Uh, they've been married for 61 years. God bless you. I love you, Mom and Dad, dearly. Um, Mom made it through. God was amazing. We prayed nonstop. But man, it was really difficult. And it was so difficult to have a loved one in the hospital and not being able to be there and hold her hand and encourage her along the way with this COVID. It almost like felt like I was trapped in a flipping nightmare. Um, my husband lost his job. My hours were cut. My husband still doesn't have a full-time job. So we've had our fair share of problems this last year during COVID. 2020. It hasn't been, um, we haven't gone through it untouched. However, honestly, 
looking back once I got my focus, uh, 2020 was a beautiful year. And I might pretty banging year. Might get <laughs> I don't wanna get criticized for saying this, but honestly, um, we had one of the best summers. Um, minus the fact that we didn't even go to the beach. We loved the beach. And it's like we didn't make it to the beach, not once for swimming, but because of COVID. I mean we barely went camping and we usually go camping. Yeah, so and it's... we so we didn't do the things that we normally did, but once we got into the groove, I mean Oh, we lived out in the gazebo, and we had movie nights. Well, we went to, like, hikes at the waterfall. And we... And it was just a really great time. Yeah, we entertained outside, and we went on a road trip, and the holidays, while different, were actually magical. Um, there was this peace, this love, and this joy, and this family connection, and just, you know... While my son said, like, at Thanksgiving, his words, God bless him, were like... We normally visit my sister, so it's like a big gathering. And so we've never really spent Thanksgiving alone at our house, just the four of us. And so we made a turkey, and I've made turkey a couple times for Christmas, but I don't normally make turkey. But we're sitting down to eat this beautiful turkey dinner, and I love to entertain, and I have all the fancy dishes and all the fixings, and we have great food. And my son's just like, wow, this is really strange to be eating turkey right now it feels like christmas it did feel like christmas but it was a really amazing thanksgiving yeah and so the beauty of it is my wonderful and amazing daughter whose words are so true and pure is just like yes but this might be my favorite thanksgiving yet it was a really good thanksgiving and you know what like it takes some kind of focus and takes a lot of patience and energy to really step back and look at the bigger picture of what we're going through like well like us as a family because like I can't you know speak for other people I didn't I don't live their life um but we I think my mom and I and you know we took a step back looked at the bigger picture of things and was like wow we God has really blessed us and I think it's because we're we're faithful we have so many things to be thankful thankful for I mean for this year and so um despite all the other things that I mentioned there's we're we're together we got to spend a lot of time as a mom whose son just I only have two kids and I wanted like 10 so um my first one left so 50 percent of my kids were gone he went to college and so it was um an adjustment for me but uh the kiddo got something back and yeah. spent much of his time at home starting in March all the way through fall again. So, and that was challenging. Yes, it was, but there were blessings mixed in there that I wouldn't have had. So it, it was, you know, I'm accepting the year and all the gifts that I gave without judging them, I guess is really what I have learned is that Things aren't necessarily good or bad. They just are. There's always a gift and a blessing in the situation, and that's really what we need to look for. Yeah, and we like, we don't want to seem like Pollyanna, like we're looking through rose, like colored glasses, and everything's rain, like rainbows and sunshines over in the Pittman household. Yeah. That's not true. Like I think people look at Christians and think that way, but you know, if you really get to know some of them. A lot of them have been through trials that have really tested their faith. 
Yeah. And so <clears throat> let's shift on to really what changed, what trials kind of shifted our faith. Because for me, there definitely was a situation in my life that absolutely I would say multiple situations. <laughs> multiple. Well, it's a good thing. I This one, you know, I, I learned. I learned, you know, not as early as some people maybe, but I caught on to faith and listened to God um, and where he was leading me. And it made a big difference. So, and I believe that you've had a turning point in your life where things kind of changed for you as well. For sure. For sure. For sure. So, shit, I'll start a little bit. You can start. You're the mom. I'm the mom. I mean, it kind of works because, you know, you were born first, like, chronologically. It just makes sense. Uh, Right. So, I'm older, so I had to do my thing in order to get you here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And that's, like, you know what? And that's exactly what happened. That was where the faith piece came in. I had to do my thing to get her here. And my thing was getting kids. I had always wanted kids. I love kids. And I used to tease my husband that I wanted 10 kids. And he's like, whoa, whoa, slow down. <laughs> yeah, slow down, Lee. <laughs> what? <laughs> find somebody else. No. <laughs> uh. <laughs> he didn't He didn't really tell me to find somebody else. But um, So, and then I thought, I grew up with, with a family of five kids. And we had, you know, quite a nice, peaceful family compared to what I hear other people say when they have that many kids they say it was chaos and noise but so I really thought I would have four children so after seven years of infertility my heart was pretty much much crushed and shattered when you didn't even have one I didn't even have one and I um I got pregnant on the first try the very first time we tried I was pregnant so waiting seven years it was crushing it was torment honestly it felt like God had deserted me like he was tormenting me I was very angry at God at that time, honestly, because I didn't understand. I went through, I had two miscarriages. I had three surgeries or operations. They were outpatient surgery, but one was life-threatening and sent me back to the hospital in an ambulance. Um, I was on mega doses of drugs, and we went through four tries of IVF, and the last try when I went to have my 100th millionth pregnancy test is what it felt like. Um... And the needle pierced through my skin and it hurt like crazy. I was so angry. And then um, normally my husband and I, we waited by the phone for the, the results. But he's, we were like, screw it. We actually gave up hope. We actually kind of gave up faith. It was kind of like, whatever. Who cares? He went to work. It's like, it just doesn't matter anymore. Um, we were going to move on toward adoption. We kind of gave up. After seven years, this last try, we kind of gave up. And the nurse called and said, well, you're not really pregnant, but you're not really not pregnant. I was just like, like, oh my gosh, what the heck? (laughs) (laughs) Why are you telling me this? I was so unbelievably angry. But Actually, that was my son. My son was actually born um, nine months later. And uh, God was amazing. He was so, my son was so beautiful and so amazing beyond anything that I ever could have imagined that I said a prayer to God. And this is where my faith had become solid. I made a commitment to God. I said, God, take me to my next child. I will follow wherever you lead. Well, um, 
I said it with my whole heart, 110% or more. And Thank I, God I heard it. God heard it. <laughs> and when he, when you commit yourself to God like that, whew, he takes you on a wild ride. Far wilder than anything mm. I ever imagined. We ended up adopting a baby girl from a, a local family in Minnesota. It's and... not me because I'm Asian. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not her. Okay, it just blew my storyline. Oh. <laughs> uh, anyways, the birth mom took her back. That was crushing, crushing. I mean, but we had to have faith. And um, my friend and my mom and I were praying and we got peace. And it's like uh, my friend confirmed. She's like, oh, my gosh. The pastor that was preaching just said that when you're praying and somebody – you get a confirmation of peace and everybody's getting the same confirmation that God is listening and your prayers are being answered. And so we, of course, foolishly thought that I was going to get the baby back. The mom would return her. Guess what? That never happened. But I found myself... Um, return her like a, yeah, <laughs> like give her back <laughs> give her back to me no i am very grateful honest to god i it was heart-wrenching i bawled the whole time taking that baby i bawled for that mom um for being broken up with that baby um it was supposed to be done through it, it was a crazy thing it was supposed to be done she had basically no right supposedly to keep that baby because she already had her first child in foster care and had never taken care of it but who knows what happened um but i you know, that, that break with that mom, I couldn't imagine. So I always promote and want if the birth mom can keep the child, that she absolutely keep the child. Why it was very difficult, I am glad that the child remained with the mother. Mm-hmm. Just to make that clear, I'm not, I, I'm all pro for family staying together if that's possible that left me without a kid <laughs> You're like, oh, darn. oh darn our hearts were crushed that was really difficult but so and I had prayed and prayed and prayed and I prayed and God gave me a sign and basically uh, just to make a very long story very short so that we can continue on with our podcast I said many many prayers and God gave me a sign a very clear direct sign in my head I've never gotten anything as clear as that and led us to China to adopt there's a beautiful baby girl and in the process it was me it was her in the process that God sent us to the Chinese waiting children list though And and you're like I had been through so much. My heart was broken. It was crushed. It was destroyed. The um, seven years of infertility and all this adoption stuff really was very difficult on me. So I didn't think I could handle anymore. And so when I looked on the uh, special needs list, all the kids were heart babies. They had sick hearts. And I looked at my husband and I said, I can't adopt a heart baby. It's It's too big of an organ. It's too much. It's too much. I can't deal with it. My emotions, I will never make it through. And so we found this beautiful... God proved you wrong. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, yes, yes, yes. So uh, we found this beautiful, beautiful little girl. She had hardly anything wrong with her. And um, she loved to play outside. And it was perfect. And she was on the Chinese waiting list. So we nabbed her up. Uh, we said we would take her. We had lots of complications. And actually... Um, you have to submit the file to an uh, adoption specialist, a doctor, actually. And the one that we chose was on vacation, so a week process turned into a three-month process. And when the doctor came back from his vacation, he told me, my gosh, the girl is sure adorable, but she's so small for her age. 12 pounds at like one and a half years old, he's like, I want to adopt her. There's something seriously wrong with her, something wrong with her health. 
Mind you, we had waited weeks, if not a month or two, for this doctor, and so we had fed, fell head over heels with this daughter. So it felt like losing a child all over. Again, I'm not going to go into the details because there, there was a lot more praying and soul searching, and God kept answering, yes, she's yours. Yes, she's yours. But the interesting thing is, and honey, you maybe want to close your ears during this, but <laughs> there was not one family member or one friend who told us to adopt this child who could be extremely sick. They all said, you don't need this. Just go the non-special needs route and get a healthy child. And I can tell you that that is really that was tempting. what I wanted to do. Yeah. That's what my husband wanted to do. But this is my turning point. This is my aha moment. This is my absolute faith moment. I had told God that I would follow wherever he led. And where he led me was to this child. Very clearly. Um, I've actually written a book and a memoir. And you can go to kellygenepittman.com and sign up to be one of the first to get a copy when I get it published. I'm in the process of it right now. Um, that documents this wonderful, beautiful, and amazing story and detail. But it is, it was like, we have to adopt this child because if I don't adopt this child, I don't have faith. And if I don't have faith, then I really don't have anything, I felt. Faith was everything to me. It really was what I was building my life on and the belief that God did have good things for me. And so we proceeded on with the adoption. And onward. 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 <laughs> and so, and then fast forward when we get back to the United States, and we won't go into a lot of detail about this, but we get back and it's pretty traditional to take your child to, to get checked up by the doctor once you get back. And so we took her to our pediatrician just for a little checkup, and he barely got a stethoscope up to her little chest and said, oh, my gosh, your daughter is very sick. It's like, she's going to need open heart surgery. I can tell. He's like, I'm not sure how we'll do it, but I can tell she'll need open heart surgery. It was just like, oh my gosh, our world fell apart. And we thought it was the worst thing ever until after a heart cath, the doctor came in in a small, tiny little room and said, you know what? Your daughter's heart is so sick. She may need a heart lung transplant. Then I was like, dear God, please give us the open heart surgery. The open yeah. heart surgery never sounded so good. Um, so it was honestly devastating. We were so far in over our heads. Um, but on the flip side, driving back from the hospital, my husband said, you know what? I think we got the child that God wanted us to have. We said we couldn't handle uh, open heart surgery. God knew our limitations. He knew my weaknesses. He knew my... He was um, going to turn them into strengths. Yeah, he knew that I wanted... I don't know that I would have been... I I mean, I didn't choose. And I, I, I don't know. I Yeah, that he knew my weakness. And so nothing made sense. The orphanage said... Um, no, the adoption agency said that they had never, ever had a child so sick that was claimed to be healthy from the papers. And she was from a phenomenal orphanage that actually uh, took sick children um, from other 
orphanages so that they would survive. So it's not like this orphanage was known for hiding illnesses. They actually had kids that had significant problems. Um, so why it wasn't documented? Well, I always say when nothing makes sense, it's a God thing. Yeah, I mean, for sure. God's in control. And so that really was the turning point in my life. And um, her open heart surgery went phenomenally well, but she had um, one health issue after another, and we had many, many struggles. Um, That was not even the beginning of all the challenges that we had to face. But that was the life-changing moment where my faith, I mean, I was hanging on to my faith and to God by a tiny string praying for his help and his direction all the way through. Yeah, I mean. And he's been faithful, good, and pure, and we're here today to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, that's the point of, you know, God gives people these amazing stories, whether, you know, it's simple, simple things, or he, he, led you through the fire (laughs) you led me through the fire and you've had your own fire yeah you want to talk about your fire yeah i've definitely had my own like plethora of health issues going on in my life so yes i had my first open heart surgery when i was two and you know ever since then i've you know had yearly checkups for my heart by yearly we were on yeah yeah so that was just like a normal thing um pretty much told us that she was good to go her heart was fixed and I was so overly traumatized that once we it took years to get out of all the medical appointments and once we got out it's kind of nice to just you know relax never go back to the doctors again well yeah that's not exactly what happened so that was just a little bit of background but the whole um thing that I want to talk about is stress and anxiety um I I feel like I've always kind of dealt with, you know, some kind of stress or anxiety mm-hmm. in my life. Um, and the the school year 2017 going into 2018, um, that whole, like, school year was just very different. God had changed, like, taken my life and turned it upside down and reinvented it, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is amazing. Um, but to, to kind of, like, start off, I, there was two major things that happened during that school year. I transferred schools, so I was going into a new, I was transferring from a class size of 40 to 300. Big change, big change. Big change, big change, big stress, big anxiety. Also, I was told at my yearly checkup that I was going to need open heart surgery again, and that scared the pants off of me. I, I don't think anyone wants to go under the knife. No um, way, no but way. But for me, this was this seemed like the end of the world. I didn't think I could do this again. I was like, no, honestly, I I'd rather die than do this. And yeah, it was just like this big thing that I didn't think I could face. We were worried about her. It's like, oh my gosh, is this 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 anxiety piece could <laughs> this could de- like destroy me? <laughs> yes, um, before we even got to the open heart surgery. So yeah. yeah. And I felt like I was praying. I was praying and praying and praying and praying. But I wasn't finding this real... Because I had all this built-up anxiety. And I was praying and I just didn't feel anything. It's probably because I wasn't listening to God. 
but I just, I needed something more. And, you know, God gave me more. Um, <laughs> he gave you more, all right. He gave us all more. <laughs> for sure. Um, and as the school year, so obviously the school year came, the beginning, and you can't really do anything about that. You can't be like, no, I'm not going to school. Um, but you know what? God totally turned up. He, I went into school and I met, like, great people that I'm still friends with. Um, and one of the friends that I, like, um, made brought me to youth group at our church. Like, we'd gone to that church, but I wasn't going to youth group. And he was just like, you know, come to youth group. And I was like, okay. And it was such, it's been such a blessing. It's been, it's been such a blessing. Ultimately, it's taught me so much about God. I think it's really helped me to deepen my faith. So he really took that whole scary situation about going to school and turned it into this amazing thing where I was able to deepen my faith because of it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, it yeah. was just amazing. Yep. So we thought we got school under control. It was going well. Yep. Um, it was going well. <laughs> then New Year started, 2018. And that flashes in our mind. Boom. Boom. <laughs> boom. Um, I ended up in the hospital. Surprise, surprise. Boom. <laughs> um, and that was like a wake-up call for both of us, I think. Mm. Um, I was kind of just, you know, drifting in life. Like, you know, God's good. God's great. Amazing. But I don't think I was, like, actively seeking a relationship with him. The week... So, basically, I went to the hospital. I was there for a week in intensive care. And that week changed my life. Wow. Yeah. It really did. Mom Mm -hmm. and I were... Mom was right by my side. She's amazing. I love her so much. She's my rock. She's, like, my my angel on earth. Oh, thank you. And we were reading devotions. We were just super connected to God. There's multiple people, not just multiple, but a lot of people praying for me. So I just felt this peace that I'd never felt before. It was, I don't think we told him what happened. She had a heart. Oh yeah. She had a, (laughs) she had a heart rate of 240 and they couldn't get it down and it was life threatening. Yeah. To put things in perspective, a normal heart rate is between 60 and a hundred. So yeah, mine was not exactly normal. <laughs> no, and I was told she wasn't going to live through the night. And I feel blessed that I was the one going through it, not the one watching a loved mm-hmm. one go through it. During that time, I had felt this peace that I'd never felt before. And even when my mom and my dad and my brother were witnessing me, like, not, like, going through this, and I was, like, unconscious... I knew that I was going to live. Like, God told me, you're going to live. You're going to be okay. You're going to make it to the next day. And they didn't know that. But I knew that. (laughs) Not because, like, I knew it. Like, God told me. Right. We were scared out of our mind. Yeah. (laughs) And so that week was just so transformational. We just really clung to God. Yeah. Clung? That's a word, right? We clung. (laughs) We clung to God. We definitely clung with wrenched (laughs) fingers wrapped around any part of him we could grab eight days in intensive care but god was good he was faithful and all these things that she had wrong with her were melting away it was nothing short of miraculous yeah i I had everybody i knew praying for her and then she had one horrible thing after another and then with further testing everything would seem to just melt away it was a miracle yeah and like i was saying before i was terrified to go into surgery in this week had just kind of shown me like you know hospital life and stuff but it also it really melted away a lot of the the fear I had about surgery which 
you know, in some cases, I feel like it could intensify it, but it didn't. It it was like almost like a release of the stress, and, or like no, not just stress, but anxiety. It was a complete change. It was our relationship changed. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom and I, my mom and I have always been close. Actually, even well, yeah, it was it was difficult in the beginning yeah. because she had um, a disorder that was lack of trust and attachment. So it was. You know, we had, we worked for this. We but yeah. we've always been together, nonstop, fighting together. For till sure, we got, for we, sure. we fought to get here. We yes. fought tooth and nail to get here, both yes. of us. So, um, because it wasn't easy with all the trauma piece, and that's a whole nother story. But um, she had her open heart surgery. Yes, and it went phenomenally. Phenomenally, phenomenally. and she was so at peace that even the nurses were commenting that they, 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 she blew their mind. <laughs> oh, a yeah. teen. And it doesn't mean like, you know, it was easy. No. Necessarily. I was in a lot of pain because yeah. who isn't after heart surgery? Yes. Um, um, oh, oh, second open heart surgery. So that, yeah. they just get a little more difficult. But you I know, think. I, even though I was in pain, there's sometimes where I just, I didn't think I was going to like make it because the pain was just so intense. I, after my heart surgery, it would hurt to lift like a single water bottle. I just like I felt so weak. Yeah, um, yeah it's really tough. But it was, I had to have faith that I was gonna get stronger. Like this surgery was the reason I was alive. That I, you know, today like I work out every single day. Before I wasn't working out because you know I, I couldn't. Um, but now I'm like I'm so much stronger and physically, yeah, stronger, but also spiritually. Absolutely. Completely changed and so much more at peace and so much a greater handle on that anxiety. And you've gone through so many things that I am just in awe yeah, of how so strong you are. This whole like year was just, it was like my before was like, oh yeah, like life is fine and stuff. Um, and then during it was like, wow, this is terrifying, but you know, I'm going to run to God. And then after it was like, well, my life has completely changed. And not to be, like, that's not cliche at all. Like, I don't, like, no, my life was forever changed. And now I'm just continuing to run to God. Obviously, I don't think anyone's faith journey is like a straight line. And you're going to have your ups and your downs. Right. But, you know, I definitely made, like, a promise to myself and to God that I was going to be a faithful steward to follow him no matter where he goes even if it seems difficult right and so in that and that's that faith piece but that's that that's that power that's that peace that's that joy that is available to all of us and with that i think we're gonna start to close down our podcast yeah again thank you all you beautiful souls for sharing this time with us we hope that you are open to embracing your faith and going all in 110 percent and leaning on god in all of your challenges and finding that that beauty or that good in every situation god is always pulling us through we just have to lean on him yeah and with that i want to close us out in prayer and then beautiful let's do that and okay let's let's have our prayer okay uh dear god thank you so much for bringing us here today we are so thankful for all of the beautiful 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 souls that you have uh brought here in this space 
um god i ask that you just continue to bless us but also help us to build our faith help us to run to you when things are hard help us to um grasp on to you in every single moment of our life um and god we are so so faithful to you um god i pray that we can just continue to um seek you in this life and we love you amen amen that was beautiful thank you so much for that beautiful prayer again thank you for joining us we'll see you back here in two two weeks two weeks two weeks we're signing off and faith and love it's kelly and jana bye <laughs>